This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. Hello, listeners. This is one of your hosts, Mark David Christensen. And this is your other host, Connie Shen. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, this week's episode is the first part of 31 Days to Scare Dave, Ooh. which is curated <laughs> this year by sound effect expert over there, Connie Shin. Lightning bolt crash. <laughs> I felt like you did a ghost, so it was like, I assumed oh, it was a sound yeah, effect. Yeah. Um, very, uh, it's been a fun um, couple of like 15 days now in. Mm-hmm. Um, You're like day, at the halfway point, right? Yeah, we've reached the halfway point of 31 days to scare Dave. Um, I've had, I, we'll, we'll, we'll walk through each of them, but um, yeah. Any qu- oh, any any general questions for me, keep Miss Curator? Um, of the movies that I've watched before we walk through each of the ones. Uh, some of these I have an idea of how you felt about them, but others I'm just like, wasn't it great? <laughs> wasn't it great? <laughs> and there's a few on here um, that are kind of new to me, where I'm oh, just cool. like, I would love to hear your thoughts. Oh, that's awesome! Mm-hmm. I like to hear that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, because like I feel like in uh, uh, I have an idea of how you felt about, um, let's say. Oh, dang it! Well, we'll walk we, 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 we're going to be yeah, walking yeah, through let, each let, of let's them. Let's just go through each one. I mean, it's definitely been a. I mean, I just want to. I mean, reiterate. Like, it's been fun. Like, mm-hmm. I think uh, just for the listeners' sake, we'll get this out of the way. We're 15 minute days in. I am technically, I have two movies that I have to make up on mm-hmm. um, that I got assigned. Um, there was a last minute change into one of them because um, I did not, um, I realized I had watched Suicide Club because mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh, I've seen this. This is where they, at the beginning, all the girls jump on the subway. Yeah. The detective finds it and it's like a website with dots. I think that leads them. Yeah, it's like a secret code. Code, and then yeah. does it end? You can remind me because I haven't seen it since I've lived in LA. Does it end with like, like then it gets, um, it ends with like a pop band spreading the like the suicide message again at the end, right? Like a Japanese pop band. Um, well, there's there's like some red herrings in this movie. That one one person thinks that it's um, this one rock star. But then it turns out it's actually this pop band that's giving subliminal messages. That's right. And I was like, their photos. Yes, right. But doesn't it end with like a pop performance, that movie? I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, we haven't watched it. I was just trying to recall because I was like, I just, I knew it was a movie that I, at the time, I, I just, I, I'm glad I said something because it's a movie I wouldn't have wanted to watch again. Yeah, it's a bit much. It's a little, it's a little like, I think being a movie that I have to read subtitles to. Mm-hmm. It would have been, it would have felt a little bit like work to do it again. Well, also, it's not the funnest movie. Yeah, yeah. For like the genre, it doesn't really have that much fun. It's not as fun as the title suggests. <laughs> yeah, really, you're right. The title sort of is like now. Misleading. Here's an interesting movie. Yeah, not really. Not yeah. sure what the message was. Well, like, I mean, I do, but it's just like 
what was this part? What was this part? Yes. Because I remember when I saw it in college, I immediately, I was like, okay, I'm going to Google because I, 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 there's a, some parts I definitely didn't get. Like, one, there's a giant roll of human skin that they find. <laughs> yes, that's I remember that. And that has, like, does it have the code written in it or something? There's, some, it, it, there's something on it because they unravel it. Yeah, I remember them unraveling it. And, yeah, it's a square taken from their backs that's scraped off once you decide to join the Suicide Club. And um, it's the Suicide Club's weirdly run by kids who call the victim's loved ones. And they talk in a weird voice. And I... I, uh, I, don't know. I know. Again, it's a movie that I, I those little details I remember once they start to like come up. Mm-hmm. But it, again, I remember just going, I can't, I can't rewatch that movie. I gotta yeah. ask for you to assign me another one. So mm-hmm. one, the, the two I have yet to watch that I need to catch up for two of the days, which I'll um, is um, a field a, in a England, field, a field in England, which was the replacement for Suicide Club, which you said you're super excited to hear about my thoughts. So we're gonna have to wait till part two to get to that, mm-hmm. and then Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. which is funny because Pet Cemetery is one I'm like it's one of those ones where I'm like I know I've seen images from, mm-hmm. definitely haven't seen the movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's like okay, but I was like excited to sit. I just got sick. That one I missed because I got the first one I missed because I. Had a day I just could not fit a movie in, and then I, be- I got. I believe you. Yeah, and then I on Friday I got sick, and I was like, I just don't have it in me to watch a movie. I'm just fucking gotcha. Gotta go to bed. I, I think you you're allowed to have a sick day. Okay, good. It is pretty. I mean, that's the like before we get into the list of the movies. That's really like the hardest part about choosing to do a movie a day is really like mm-hmm. making that task. Yeah. To be like, I have to watch a movie a day. Yeah. And sometimes I'll double up, which we'll get to two of them I watched in one night just to be ahead of it. Yeah. Because I was like, I can't, I can't, like, I have to have tomorrow, like Sunday, off to either not watch a movie mm-hmm. or um, catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ended up being I just had to not watch a movie. Gotcha. But, yeah, unless you have no life, I guess it's easy to watch a movie a day. Or if it was your job, if it yeah. was your legit job, like, I... Oh, hell yeah, I'll watch movies a day. Oh, yeah. If I was a critic, I'd be seeing a movie every day of my life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And Ide- I, ideally, th- I would watch a movie a day. Yeah. I, w- I probably would, too, um, if I had more time and just didn't have other things I would rather do than, like in my own pursuits of mm-hmm. life and goals and yeah. dreams. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen some movies in the movie theater because because of it. Yeah, Blade Runner came out, and I have not seen it. I'm strictly. shocked you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's just because I don't have time. Plus, I'm watching a movie a fucking day. Yeah, and that movie's three yeah. hours, so I, or nearly three hours. So I'm like, I need to take the time out to watch that movie. But if I'm already watching another movie, it's like, okay, when do I fit in that movie? Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna. And then when you live with somebody, plus you're trying to watch movies, you got to juggle your time. Mm-hmm. But. That said, that's why we're we're going to tackle some of these, and there's two that we're not going to do until um, part two. So we're going to skip over day one because that was it. You mm-hmm. can listen to the previous episode and hear my thoughts on it with our great guest, uh, Joan Ford. The second movie, which was, I believe, Child's Play. Yes. Yeah, Child's Play, the first Chucky movie. It's <laughs> a classic. It really is a classic. Um, right off the bat, I... Uh, there are a couple things, right? The two big first thoughts are: one, I was surprised by the the production value. 
Mm. I really expected I was going to be popping in a movie that I was going to be like, it's going to be dumb production value. It's going to be like kind of shoddy. Very surprised. Mm -hmm. And even like the storytelling was like basic, but like, oh, well, they put money in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I was like blown away. Like Mm -hmm. I was blown away that like the quality of the movie was good. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up thinking, which didn't scare me, but super fun. Yeah, like in terms of scares, this movie might be a little dated, but I think it's a very entertaining movie. I mean, Brad Dury uh, plays Chucky, and he's such a intense, all hands on deck actor. Yeah, that like it's he's going to do a great fucking job, and he does mm-hmm. as this like this killer doll, mm-hmm. which. I had no clue, too, that it had this big mystical element to that movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's insane because it's not, like, small. I really expected going in, it would be, like, a Jack Frost situation. Do you know the movie Jack Frost? I am familiar horror with... Movie? Oh, no. You don't know the horror movie one? I know the horror movie one, but I haven't seen it's it. It's dumb as hell, but there's an insane scene where the snowman rapes a girl to death I, in a bathtub. I, I really am aware of that scene. I'm aware. Bonkers. I've seen screen grabs of that. Yeah. It looks terrible. It's terrible, but um, probably a lot of people that are into this genre have seen that. Um, And weirdly, I have too. I haven't. I think Um, I'm good, though. Yeah, you probably just want to watch that sequence. It's not a good movie. But that is because, like, the serial killer, like, ends up in, like, some toxic, like, ooze or oh, something does he, in the does he snow. Like, does he transform into yeah. a snowman? So I really expected something weird to happen with that. So at the first of this... this well, it was the 80s. I don't think they the, had that level of technology. Right. Or they just were like, mysticism, that's the way we're going to do it. That's like well, a sc- I think, I think in thinking, the 80s, too, mysticism was scary to people. Well, also, like, because here's the thing, like, it's literally a doll. Yeah. So the whole thing about spirits going into dolls, that's an already existing thing. For sure. So they're like, yeah, it's so obvious. Magic spell puts his soul in the doll. What up? Yeah. But it's <laughs> funny that like, so is Chucky as a human, a serial killer or just a, a criminal? He kills people. Cause I don't think they, it, it felt weird at the top of that movie. I didn't. I didn't. I was unsure he was a serial killer because one, he had a partner. Yes. And the way it starts, it's like he's getting chased by a detective, and it just felt like he was a general crook. Crook at the beginning. Yeah. But I've always thought that oh, it's a serial killer that's in that doll. Uh-huh. But this that was a surprising thing to me. And Child's plays it. It made it seem like for me, unless I missed like one line here or there, mm-hmm. that it was just like oh, a regular just shitty crook got. Found had mystical used a mystical spell mm-hmm. to put himself into a body because he was dying after yeah. getting shot by the detective. Yeah, I never picked up on that he was a serial killer. Well, I, here's the thing: I've been watching a lot of Mine Hunters and um, our Mine Hunt, and he weirdly doesn't fit the profile of a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I think he is oddly just um, a psychopath. Okay, who opportunistically kills okay great like he doesn't keep mementos he doesn't he doesn't like like he enjoys his job but when he usually kills people that get in his way he never is like he doesn't kill at random and he doesn't kill just to kill he does that i think with his first kill with the aunt or the best the friend that watches the kid that's the first kill Uh uh-huh and she just is at the house Uh uh-huh 
and he goes and decides to kill her with a, a toy hammer and she flies out the window. And that has no prompt. She doesn't discover he's alive. Mm-hmm. She literally is just, he just kills her. And that's like the catalyst to like start the detective story mm-hmm. around them. And like, what happened? Mm-hmm. There's little kid shoes on the on the counter. Could it have been the kid, not the, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, maybe. Or footprints. I don't know. I need to rewatch it. Maybe she triggered him somehow. I don't know. I think a lot <laughs> of stuff is filled in by us, is what I'm th- saying. It's yeah. like, or, or maybe filled in when they went into the sequels. Yes. Because the first one, it just feels like a crook used to spell. And then he does this one weird murder. And then every murder after that seems like it's either he wants to get revenge on his partner. That's the other one. Yeah. Then the mom figures it out. Uh-huh. And then she's like, he just wants to kill her because she found out. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm like, the, mo- the mom from Seventh Heaven. Yeah. Mom from Seventh Heaven. You're right. Uh but also, if you're a doll, I feel like you need some help. Like, you shouldn't just be mad at everybody. I Well, here's the thing. Like, Chucky's very self-destructive. He's very impulsive. That's his thing. Like, if he was... <laughs> I mean, we're going to get into it. He's If he were smart, what he would do is he would do it that, that, that actual doll that I just told you about, that evil doll that Annabelle's based on. Uh, I think his name was Kevin. Um, he would try to get the kid alone. That's what he should try to do. Not start killing right away because yeah. that draws attention. And um, so you get the kid alone, and then do what? And then, uh, well, because he can talk to the kid. Oh yeah. So he could just be like, he makes some gobbledy Toy Story shit up about like only you can hear me, right? And being like, because he wanted the, to use his body to transfer his soul. Yeah, and he got it so late. Yeah, and I'm like, you could have done that day two. Yeah, you could have been like, great, I'm just going to transfer myself. Yeah. But he didn't realize he started, he didn't realize, plot-wise, for Child's Play, like, he didn't realize until later in the end. Oh, wait, that he needed the amulet. Because his body, the the tall, the doll started becoming real. Yeah. Because he's been spending all that time in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, he goes back to his friend who's a voodoo, voodoo doctor. Oh, yeah, is he the one that was on Night Court? I couldn't tell you. Probably are right. Okay, but he ends up like killing that guy with the voodoo doll. Because why like, not? Has. It's super funny. <laughs> um, and then he killed. Then the detective. There's a lot of like fun like sequences in that whole movie. With yeah, Chucky. it's very. There's some camp. Oh, but I think it's like camp that like really is fun. It's a camp you can bring everyone to. Yes, that's a great. There you go. Wow. <laughs> it's a camp you're not well, going to want to leave. Thing. I know you're really surprised that it was good, but there's a reason why I got a bunch of sequels. You're right. And it's not just a bunch of sequels. It's iconic. Yeah, it's been around forever. You knew Chuck even if you haven't seen the movies. Yeah, people are familiar with the doll even if they haven't seen the movies. They're, yeah, like those posters. Yeah. I remember seeing the video covers as a kid. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to watch them, but I'm just like, someday. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Uh, I, one of my favorite things from it, uh, bef- uh, and then we'll move to the next movie, um, was his first line in the entire movie. So Chucky, after he becomes the doll, mm-hmm. is pretty much, are you only hearing like, the doll's voice? Like, yeah. Through like the sweet little voice? Yeah. The first time you hear the actor that plays Chucky, Brad Dury. his voice as Chucky is, the mom figures is like home alone. Uh-huh. Um, like realizes the batteries are still in the box uh-huh. goes and picks up Chucky mm-hmm. opens up there's no batteries in him mm-hmm. and then Chucky comes to life and goes 
I'm probably going to butcher the exact line, but he pretty much says, you fucking bitch. How dare you? I'm going to fuck you up if you get in my fuck. Like, you fucked my shit up. It's such a funny, like, aggressive yeah. first line. Yeah. He comes in hot. <laughs> really? He comes and you're kinda in like, hot. That's even hot for, like, trying to play as a doll. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking bitch. Yeah, you fucking bitch. <laughs> He's so angry. But it also has, like, speaking of lines... I had one of my I, a line I loved because the catchphrase of the kid was from the dolls itself. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the name of the dolls in the movie, but their catchphrase was like friends until the end. And mm-hmm. like when they're getting to the part where they burn Jucky, they put him in the and uh, he gets real aggressive. The tech yeah. is there in the house and they put him in the fireplace and he's just by the way. The animatronics on, on Chucky were brilliant. Mm-hmm. I loved everything the physicality they did with him. It was pretty. Amazing. Oh, yeah. They really went all in on him. And he's like freaking out, and then the little kid grabs a, a match. Yeah. And he's all, and Chucky tries to use a different tactic for yeah. the first time ever. Yeah. Which is go to the sweet voice, and he's <laughs> like, You never were friends till the end. And the <laughs> kid goes, This is the end, my friend. And lights <laughs> him on fire. That moment's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that kid has grown now. Yeah. That kid has learned too much. Yeah, it's it's such a great moment. I love the part where he was like charred and coming back after them. Oh, that yeah. Part is, there's like, genuinely like a, a shot in that mm-hmm. that's creepy and great. Of oh, him yeah. Walking I, remember seeing, I remember seeing uh, film stills of the charred version of Chucky next to the regular version of Chucky. And I'm just like, that's that's so... I, I have a fascination with film props, so it's for me, I'm just like, that's so amazing just to think of the story and then to build around it and then just have these different stages of Chucky is fascinating to me. Yeah. that's It's a, it's really cool. I think mm-hmm. the design of him is, if like as you said, it's there's a reason he's iconic. Mm-hmm. Great. That was day two. Day three was... Uh, audition. Audition. Mm-hmm. I really like this movie. I just had a weird thing where I didn't know if I categorize it in horror exactly. Where would it go? I don't, I would almost call it a, re- th- a revenge thriller. I think it has elements that I'm like, that I would be like, I'm, I don't know. I'm really, I, I was really like, I couldn't really place it. Because it didn't scare me. Because I don't... I don't know. It, it was like a cool mystery, and it was weird, and it, I really liked the tone of it. There's some really fucked up parts in this movie. Oh, there's movie. totally fucked up. The part where she, that she's waiting for the phone to ring, and all of a sudden a sack behind her moves. I love those moments. That's a horror moment. <laughs> I guess I just don't know how to categorize them sometimes. I, I think for this one, like, I can understand why you're like, this might be a thriller. I'm like... Because it was so, like, surreal, too, this movie. Yeah, I think that's where it comes in for the horror part. Okay. Because there's, he gets his, he's losing his mind towards the end. Yeah, as he's being tortured. hmm Like, the girl, like, literally turns into different people. You, so she think that's physically happening, like turning into the people when he goes into his mind and shows her past. No, I think I think he was starting to lose it. Okay, yeah. Um, also, I mean, nails in the eyes. What, what nails in the eyes is great. I thought that her saying, uh, "What is the the phrase she says?" Like diddy diddy diddy, like something like yeah, kitty kitty kitty, deeper deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that moment's great. That's probably my favorite part is her doing saying that. I remember I was watching that on a laptop and. 
when it first came out and I was it was in during the day and I was washing it through my hands. I was like, oh God, oh God, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> it's intense. Yes. His, his foot gets cut that foot thing is insane. Using wire Wired to cut Oof. your foot off. Oof. Yeah, I I guess it really felt to me and I, I don't know why. And you're probably I mean, guess you're right, but it felt more in the vein to me to be categorized with other movies. Was that that was from Japan, right? Yes. Like the Korean revenge movies like Mr. Old and Mrs. Boy? Vengeance and Old Boy. It felt more in the vein. I'm not saying it didn't pull horror elements in the sense. Yeah. But it felt for me because our whole thing was these people have been fucked up my life. And now I in a weird way I think I know how to classify it. Great. Okay, so Old Boy is a thriller. Audition is a horror. I think for me it's a there's a mystery you're trying to solve in Old Boy, and it's for a thriller. I guess it, the way it's constructed, it's more of a chase. Mm-hmm. Whereas audition, it's like there's a lot of waiting. For there's, sure, and um, they have a weird relationship. There's and- like gruesome supernatural elements, sort of. Yeah, I mean. There's a part where she throws up into a bowl and feeds it to someone. Yeah, and he's going through... He's experiencing all this stuff of, like... That stuff was good and surreal, but I was like, I don't... And there was a part of me that was like, I don't know. I don't know how to interpret this movie. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, is he really seeing this? Is he losing his mind? So does, if he's losing his mind, does this stuff exist? Mm-hmm. Is, she, is she able to project it? I was, like, very unclear. Yeah. Um, because there was like she had a fucked up past. Yeah, and she had her fucking inner thighs burned by that dance teacher with his weird fake feet. Uh, like, or at least they looked like clay feet. I don't. I don't remember that part. It's where he goes back and goes to the ballerina teacher, and he has huh. like these. He's in a wheelchair, and his feet look like fake almost. Huh. And he can barely walk when they're at one point. And he's the one that burns the inside of her thighs in the flashbacks. Ah, oh, that's weird. I I don't need I don't want to rewatch that movie. I, I'm gonna Wikipedia that movie later. Great, I love it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought the tone and everything it was very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it just didn't it didn't have any moments that scared me. It was more just fascinating to see what was going to come next. Like it had me locked in really early and like okay. The scene. It was nice to see like guys sort of get it. Well, the scene <laughs> or with men. The, the scene with like. <laughs> The I know, especially with the Weinstein thing. Oh yeah, it's like a perfect movie to show. Like, this is going to be a weird comparison. You know how Munich is about at least Spielberg's best way of saying like violence begets violence, and it's just going to continue forward. Yeah, that's sort of like audition saying like eventually, like if you keep doing this, it's going to come back and it's going to it's going to return. Like. If you keep doing a terrible thing, it will eventually get backlash. And this, an audition is like the extremity of like, let's, let's, if you guys stop. If you guys men don't fucking quit this, it's eventually going to destroy you. Uh, it's, yeah, it's like it's an extreme version of that. The nightmarish, hellish version of what could possibly go wrong with trying to date someone you're casting. Yeah, or just or just holding casting, just looking for a girl. I think so. Like, there's a bit of like misogyny from those men, even mm-hmm. from a guy that's just like, oh, "I'm alone." Mm-hmm. He's approaching it in a terrible way. Yeah. Wow. Where you're just using a woman as like an object to kind of eliminate something out of from yourself. Yeah. And, and I, I think that like 
the 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 Weinstein thing is sort of like, oh, it finally came to light and he got his upcoming. Mm-hmm. Is that the word? Upcomings or whatever. Was upcomings? That? Yeah. Whereas like auditions, like the extreme version of that. True. And she, that guy just unfortunately was the one that got in the way. But yeah. it made before her led to that moment. Yeah, because I mean, normally, yeah, normally it's the other way around where the girl, it's like, ah, oh, something horrible is going to happen to me. The, 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 the casting person never thinks, oh, something horrible is going to happen to me. Yeah. So, ah, oh, the yeah. world we live in. Very weird. But I really like the tone. I thought it made me want to see that director more of his stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the first I've ever seen of that I'm, extreme. He's, I know he's known for his extreme yeah. uh, filmmaking. I'm a big fan of the person that wrote it. Um, what else he, have they written? Anything I would there's know? There's the um, I don't know what else he's written that's got turned into a movie. But his he wrote a he wrote audition and he wrote another book called Coin Locker Babies. Mm-hmm. It's about a phenomenon in Japan where w- women will abandon a baby in a coin locker at a bus station. What the fuck? And it's such a phenomenon that the term coin locker baby is a thing. And so it's about these two boys who were grew up in an orphanage and they're also both coin locker babies. Well, it's a book or what did you say? It's a book. Okay. And it's so fucked up. Like, like a segment from it is, um, they're in a hotel and, um, the maid is like, Oh, I'm so sick of cleaning up the pipes. The people, there's not decent people in this hotel because, uh, this girl as a fetish was shoving, frogs eggs up her vagina having them hatch and then come out as tadpoles and they're flushing that down the drain oh i know and i was just like this was a sh- oh god dang that's, yeah that's it's a crazy bonkers. book that sounds bonkers mm-hmm. wow yeah it's also a dystopian future thing too Ooh, all right yeah okay that was day two. That was day, that, that was day three. Day, day four. four was Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game, which was new to Netflix. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, really thought this movie was wonderful. It was great. Um, it was better than the book. I've, you, yeah, I've never read the book. I don't think I've ever read a Stephen King, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I shouldn't be, but I'm going to be completely honest about that. Well, I'm, considering <laughs> you don't like horror, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, never... Um, even though there are other movies of, that are based on his stuff that I like, like Misery, I'm a big fan of. Stand by Me. I'd have to see it again. I feel like I, that's officially not a movie I've seen start to finish. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption's wonderful. Green Mile, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's any in the vein of horror that I'm, I like. The Shining. The Shining, I love. Even though he hates it, <laughs> he hates that movie. Stephen King is known to hate it. I mean. I mean, it is very different from the book, but it's because Kubrick knew what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. He made a movie. He adapted it. I don't like the idea. I think that's a good sign of, like, you need to truly adapt it mm-hmm. for your medium. You can't honor everything. There's a bunch of stuff in there. Like, that. if it was in the movie, I'd be like, no. Have you seen the TV one? Shining? I, s- I saw parts of it. It's dumb as shit. And I found out most of the stuff in that movie is in the book. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I see why you didn't want that. Like, yeah. moving shrubbery. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Like there was some things that even the ending was corny, like where it's like, then he as a ghost appears to his son at his graduation and stuff. And you're just like, oh, that's, that just sounds dumb. Nah, and it's, um, yeah, it's a weird bummer. There's a part where there's a guy in a wolf mask that talks and I was like, we didn't need this. <laughs> yeah. So, But Gerald's game, I think is a great, 
a great adapt- adaptation of a, a Stephen King book. It's well acted. Oh, it's God, so. Let me talk. Real, let's just see, focus on that for a minute. The acting, I think, because it did something that I think is risky. Because sometimes it's dumb as hell to me. If, mm-hmm. When there's only two actors, but instead of like being able to like just do act, they are like because one of them dies. Yes, at so the they beginning do this, they do this convention where like a woman she's losing her mind because mm-hmm. she's. If you haven't seen the, the movie, watch it on Netflix. But the, he, she gets handcuffed to a bed because her husband wants to play some kinky fucking rape um, fantasy with her. Mm-hmm. But he, she gets upset, and then in the course of them arguing, has a heart attack. Yeah, and dies. And dies. So she starts to lose her mind. So the convention is there's her husband, a, a version of her husband and herself that are talking to her throughout this ordeal. Mm-hmm. That's something I think can go wrong so fast and be terribly acted and terribly written. Yeah. It could very much have come off as like a play. Yeah. They but, did so well. Yeah. Because it, it was such a, like it was so well written, like as a projection of how she really felt about him, all this repression that she had that came up, but like in a very organic um, that's explains so much about their weird relationship earlier, mm-hmm. and and then you see a personification of her. So it's like there's a third person in the room, like trying to reel her back into reality. And I thought it was so well done. But herself is so direct too. It's not mm-hmm. like like a glorified version of herself. It's her saying no. You need to face what has always been here. Mm-hmm. And was, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, it was so well done. And it's weirdly a very pro-women story. Hell yeah. I was blown away about how, like, for a movie, because I think you can be like... It easily could have, <sighs> like, based on the premise, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a nightmare for a woman. Uh, for all women. Yes. Because, like, it's about a woman who gets left chained to a bed. And that's the rest of the story but it's so it's about her like having what it takes to get herself out of there and she's a victim of sexual abuse and incest and her dealing with that yeah this this horrific moment leading to her to be able to like face mm-hmm. it going through this horrible f- frightful moment in her life face all the fears that she'd locked away yeah and uh, she's not dealt with yeah and it dealt with that in a very I feel like not in a very cliche way. It shows the aftermath, which so few movies do, where um, they silence her, like where her dad, basically, he tricks her into thinking they she should never tell anyone, and if she did, it would ruin everyone's lives. Yeah, he tricks her into thinking that it was her choice, too. Yes. Which is even more like, Whoa. That's so sick. Well, that's just like manipulation of children. Yeah, it's like, like it, yeah, because at first he's like, we have to tell your mom. I mean, it'll destroy our marriage, but we should tell her. Yeah. And we're already not getting along. Yeah, it's, it's so fucked. It's, it's, I have to give it to that actor that chose the guy. From he was La- young. He, he was from E.T. E.T. And like, Elliot. I have to give it to him, like, because that's got to be a hard role to say yes to. Oh, yeah. And he did very well. And he weirdly had a good face for it, because like, yeah. he still kind of has that boyishness of when he was Elliot. So he looks a little, like, as a dad, very innocent and sweet. Mm-hmm. And so for him to do that scene, it's so, perver- adds an extra layer of perverseness to it. Yeah. And, but, yeah. I, and then there's, I, I don't want to spoil for anybody I normally don't care about spoilers, but there's a scene where she cuts up her hand. To get some, and I think that movie is like almost I, that scene 
is so worth just the watch because it's done so well. Yeah. Every element of it is insane. I'm somebody I had, I, had, I had to look away. Yeah, you had to look away. I have a rule that I won't look away. That's the, half the reason I avoid these movies. <sighs> and it's it's unreal what <sighs> they they show and what she goes through. I was through. dreading the movie because I, I remember reading about the scene and... Uh. Oh, it was, so, it was so well done. I loved everything about it. I mean, the only thing... I, and I think I explained this once when we briefly talked about it outside of this conversation was like... Loved everything about it. The only thing I didn't like is I felt the third act felt rushed and sort of like they didn't know what to do. They had such a, a solid mm-hmm. thir- first and second act. Mm-hmm. In the third, they sort of just tried to wrap everything up, but they chose to do it in a way of almost like, let's just do what the novel says. It's all voiceover. It's all voiceover. And I was like, and I was a little disappointed because I think for a movie that was so didn't have any voiceover up until that point and mm-hmm. visually told me everything. Yeah. Even the flashbacks felt so visually like yeah. representation. It was like, I don't get why you guys then decided to be like, let's throw out that. And Honestly, to- um, I'm thinking, knowing what we know now, I'm like, it must have been a production issue. Could have been. You're probably 100% right. Because like, I mean, how much does it cost to do voiceover versus like this, this, this movie as, as well done as it was, it, it was probably low budget. For sure, you know that's what, it's a Netflix movie. You know yeah. they're probably like as well done as it is. I'm like the move, the budget on this must have been tight. Yeah, so the, it makes sense why the ending felt so rush rush. You're probably 100 percent right on that. And what's weird is the ending is also better than the one in the book. Oh really? I mean, it's the same ending but handled better. Oh, that's good. And um, it's more f- it, this the movie was more empowering than the book so i was so pleasantly surprised that's that's wonderful mm-hmm. i mean because it was mm-hmm. it's all about just like especially right now too it's like with even the weinstein thing again like yeah. this movie sort of represents like not blaming women but saying that the way you can out like empower yourself even through a horrible moment is like mm-hmm. don't be silent yeah because like people are like well why didn't you say something and this movie is like uh because you traumatized this kid and tricked yeah. her into thinking it, you shouldn't yeah exactly and then she gets trapped later in life and it's like well why didn't you just leave and it's like uh because life's complicated and she didn't realize that she was trapped again yeah it's so oh god everyone should see this movie yeah i thought it was great um yeah, I definitely think it's a great one to watch. Mm-hmm. Didn't scare me. It did horror. I me. oof! I had to look away from that that, <laughs> that awful scene. Okay, so moving on. Yeah. Okay. The next one was Halloween. Halloween, a classic. It is an absolutely. I've known about it for years. Never seen it. <laughs> I probably maybe even saw H two O in the movie theaters. I did see H two O in the movie theaters. Uh, at least I think I did. I don't Michelle recall. Williams. I think so, and it's the one where Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Yes. I remember that being a big deal, but I'd never seen the original, which is weird. I saw that before I saw the original, too. Yeah, which is odd to think that I did that. I mean... And I think I've seen Six, too, the one with Paul Rudd. Oh, I haven't if seen I that haven't one. Seen, and I feel like a lot of these movies, I was like, either I saw them and I forgot, or I saw them at a party or something, so I was half in, half mm, in, body making yeah. very vocal like viewing of it, so mm-hmm. it's like... But Halloween, gotta say, holds the fuck up. Yeah. Damn, does it hold up. Yeah. Um, one, 
John, like he's the first that did a lot, I think, I guess. Yeah. I love the opening credits. It's just that jack lantern and it keeps getting closer and closer in the frame <laughs> as the credits roll. It's so simple, but yes. so wow. just like it sets the tone nicely. Yes. Stylistically, it's so good. It's a simple thing. And the music. Music is so iconic. John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just creepy. Really. One, a couple things that surprised me why I liked it so much was it you we all know them like we've seen the imagery of like him at night walking mm-hmm. around yeah this movie like before there's ever a kill it's just mike myers in the day mm-hmm. stalking fucking jamie curse yeah. around yeah and it's fucking weird it's so uncomfortable yeah where it's just like they're literally at school mm-hmm going home and he's just there and then disappears yeah he's outside of a window and it's in the middle of the day and you're like that is scary as fuck that to me is more terrifying to me mm-hmm. than um during the night because i'm like you're too confident yeah you're a creeper that's too confident plus he's wearing that long. mask yeah that mask is terrifying also this movie i think we talked about this it makes you super aware of how easy it was to kill people in the 70s oh hell yeah like, no one locked their doors. Everyone walked home. Um, Such a little simple way of living. Yeah. And then, like, if a woman's like, I think I'm being followed. It's like, okay, calm down. That part was insane. <laughs> her her friend's literally like, there's a guy outside my window. Uh, I've seen him multiple times. No, you haven't. She just, like, immediately, like, no, you didn't. Like, like now we would be like what well, this is bad dialogue <laughs> back then it's like uh, sit down honey yeah and uh, in real life right now we'd be like okay then let's call somebody yeah we're calling the police or calling somebody yeah like this is not gonna we're not allowing this to happen yeah that's there's so much just yeah it was so easy to kill people it was then. so easy Damn. um i thought the kills in this just I thought it was very interesting that one, the kills happen so late in the movie. Mm, they are building up suspense. And no, I'm not saying it as a negative. I just mm-hmm. surprised. Yeah. And when they happen, well, except for the very first one. Well, the very first one, which is, I gotta say, has it's sort of comical when you step back from it because well, you see it through his vision. So. It's his vision, which is, I think, I'm guessing John Carpenter maybe sort of established that like point of view of a killer yeah which is great and well the, also she literally turns and like michael what are you <laughs> yeah it's just kind of and there's a couple elements about that because he sees his his sister sister go upstairs to like fool around mm-hmm. he goes back into the house after the boy leaves and her door is like if i'm right it's at least if not wide open it's open enough that he barely opens the door to walk in well the, the camera can't open the knob yeah so. it's super funny because it just walks right in yeah and she's just and she just turns like Michael naked and then yeah. gets stabbed to yeah death. her reaction to that bit, her, her brother walking in is too chill yeah <laughs> I mean I didn't grow up with brothers but I'm well aware that if you're a teenager and you're a girl. You're not super chill about your brother seeing you naked. Yeah. You're not just going to be, Michael, get out. Oh, and then get stabbed. Yeah. And it's it, like the, the, the shot of her breasts is like, I remember it's thinking. through the mask vision, too. Well, not right? just that, but I'm like, this is so shocking. And I don't. Because, <laughs> like, they, they're clearly fooling around, I guess. But they show the boyfriend, like, putting his shirt on as he leaves. And I'm like, why couldn't you show her putting her shirt on? Yeah, because she's like sitting at her her like makeup. Yeah, her vanity mirror. Vanity mirror, 
after having sex and you know like are you getting ready to go out now or what the hell are you doing or is she I mean I guess I don't know it would have made more sense if she got if he killed her while she was laying in bed yeah or if she was getting out of the shower yeah yeah it's it's very it's a weird but that's the first kill but then it's yeah. after that and it's he's, like a, he's a child yeah he's a child comes out they're like Michael the parents Michael and they pull off the mask and it yeah. does this cool wide pull and he has this dazed look on his face like what the fuck did I just do <laughs> I think it's just dead like he doesn't even know no it's so funny oh um and then but the kills down the line mm-hmm it's interesting that like back then I think they hold up as mm-hmm. being scary mm-hmm. and like oh um <laughs> but they don't show very much yeah like today I feel like everybody's just trying to up it and be like oh, what's yeah. the next creative way to fucking kill someone these are like straight up like he ch- his first kill choking this woman the girl the teen girl in the fucking car and there's mm-hmm. so much tension to it because she goes out and does laundry gets stuck in a window and you're like when is he coming yeah and then it's in a car and he just chucks the shit out of her and just watching her fight and try to fight it and lose is like ugh so yeah. uncomfortable yeah it's more w- than somebody getting butchered on screen well it's weirdly very bare bones and I think that's why it works yeah I think you're right because it forced them to get creative because they're like we don't have CGI money. We don't have even have practical effects money. So, Joker. But, I, but in the end, it like made it more terrifying. Yeah. Because when he then the boy, the second guy that's the blonde's boyfriend mm-hmm. gets like lifted up and like stabbed and like in the wall. That I forgot that was a that's trademark the, of the eighties. Yeah, and then that girl, the blonde girl, gets choked out by a cord, a phone cord. While she's calling Jamie Lee and she gets choked on this shut you up. It was insane. (laughs) And then Jamie Lee Curtis is trying to take care of two kids while Mike Myers attacks her. Ah, woman's job's never done. (laughs) Oh, I do remember the part where she's in a closet and as quickly as like a NASCAR team, she takes apart a clothing hanger and uses it to stab him. Yeah. I think, and that's like, an intense moment in that closet. Yes. And what I loved about it, and it's a small touch that everybody knows that's seen the movie, but they have this great lighting because it's at night. Mm-hmm. It's really shocking when the light comes on in that closet and he's still grabbing for her because it's like shocking. There's Now it's like, it's, t- it's telling you that like, no, this is real. The light is on and he's still coming. Mm-hmm. It's really, a, and then it has that great, she thinks she beat him and he pops, slowly gets up in the back. Ugh. And then once they knock him out, shoot, got shot out the window, and he disappears. It, I think the, I I think it holds up so well mm-hmm. as a good like clearly established the slasher film in a sense. I believe, yeah. yeah. And it's done in such a way that I'm like, oh. And again, I, I like that it had like this mystery to it. There's really yeah the mysterious thing about why Mike Myers could just keep going. You're just like, oh yeah, because the fact that they never really establish like why he can keep going or what's his motivation it kind of makes it all the scarier yes just that he wants to kill his family yeah you're just like this is and it, it is it's creepy as hell if you don't know the why behind it yeah like you 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 just let your imagination run loose mm-hmm. and he does get his mask pulled out briefly he has like a wonky face that's probably an insensitive way of saying it and uh, i was like i wonder if that ever gets addressed he like has a weird eye when they pull it off and it's very brief yeah while she's like fending off yeah mm. i don't understand why though yeah i don't know either 
Because he's, he's saw, normal when he's a yeah, kid. Yeah, he's normal when he's a kid. So I'm like, that must have happened during the hospital. Yeah, so they just beat the shit out of this guy? Yeah. Because he grew up in the hospital? Yeah, like Jamie must have looked at him and been like, I didn't do that. <laughs> I feel like in the... Because re- they're doing a remake of this. Of course they are. <laughs> the best way to remake this would be like, what if it is the hospital that like... Like he has an impulse. Mm-hmm. And he does a terrible thing. But instead of trying to like heal him, they just make him worse in the hospital. Yeah, like they probably did some weird tests on him or something, and it just met, and that's what and they they like they'd be a fun like way to rewrite him is like oh sending him to this like seventies like sanitarium actually created him. like his girl interrupted is what made him yeah. a serial killer <laughs> yeah there you go oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, great Halloween loved it okay and it really was like good it was just a good feeling like scary movie let's take a turn with. Uh, the next film, Better Watch Out. All right, we both saw this together. Yeah, again, um, we saw it with Joan again. We saw it with Joan. We mm-hmm. didn't. She's not here to talk about it, but I think we all thought the same thing. She joked, uh, "We should call it uh, Better Not Watch." <laughs> Better Not Watch. I, I mean, I am was so mad about how much I disliked this movie. I, I think I apologized to you on the way home. You never need to apologize. Um, like, I was legit, I was like, okay, he, can I explain what I thought we were going to see? Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let's let's talk, let's start there for our listeners. What did we, what, what did, okay, you say what, from the trailers, yeah. what to use, and I'll say yeah, what okay. I expected. Yeah, because, okay, so this movie, Better Watch Out, um, it has an amazing trailer. It's like a Christmas movie, but um, it's like intruders come in. And there's this babysitter watching these two like preteen boys, and uh, intruders come in, and the preteen like rescues the babysitter from these uh, intruders. But then it seems like he's enjoying attacking people, and he kind he comes off as a little psych psychotic. But it, you know, it's still kind of campy and fun. Yeah. And that's what I thought we were going to see. Similar. I thought we were going to go see him when I saw the trailers. I was like, oh, this is fun. Intruders attack a house. And I thought they were not, they didn't realize that they were going to go up against teenagers Mm -hmm. that were going to have fun fucking them up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, cool. That looks like a different twist. Yeah. I was even a little disappointed. The trailer sort of revealed that twist a little bit. Yeah. Now I kind of realized that's what they needed in in order to get those people in the seats. Yeah. But this movie did neither of that. That's not what the movie's about. The movie is about, we're going to spoil it. So if you want to skip ahead, come back to it. I want to spoil this movie just because it angered me. It's a bummer. It's a bummer of a movie in the end, and I want to spoil it because fuck it, you shouldn't see this movie. Just hear about it. (laughs) Because it ends up being a guy, one, from the get-go, the writing just was sort of trying to be something but wasn't hitting it, and it just became like, like, they're establishing it's Christmas. This kid is supposed to be how old? He's supposed to be 13, but he looks 15, he 14. Looked, he did. He looked way too old to have a babysitter in the first place. The, the babysitter and the kid look way too close in age. Yeah, way too close. Which is just weird. It's like, why do you have a babysitter? Yeah, I was very weirded out on him having a babysitter, period. And his friend, who ma- weirdly makes him look even older, because the friend's like smoking pot and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, you're, you're supposed to be 12 or 13. I'm like, this is a bit much. Yeah. How did you get hold of that pot? If well, he, that, yeah, well yeah. he said he got it from his brother, but I'm like, the fact that you seem like you do this all the time, I'm like, 
you're 12, 13. This should be like exciting for you. Yes. Not being like, I'm going to do my pot now. Yeah. And then yeah. on top of that, like the, it didn't, their friendship didn't make sense. Cause the kid was like preppy and nerdy. He reminded me of like a young Sheldon. Yes. And, but he was friends with like this stoner kid. And I'm just like, how are you two friends? What's up? Yeah. Cause I think, yeah. Cause at that time you're still trying to find yourself at that age. Yeah. You sort of do have like clicks because you're just trying to find who you are. Uh huh. Um, and you define ourselves sort of in broad terms, I think, growing up. Yeah. But, oh, uh, uh, okay. So getting back to this movie, young Sheldon has a crush on the babysitter. And um, it sounds like, oh, they're going to f- try to figure out a way to make it reciprocate. But instead, like, the... So the intruder happens. Yeah, intruder happens. But it's revealed that the intru- there's not really been an intruder. It's their no. plan. Yeah. All along, it's been... The, the young Sheldon, Sheldon and his friend's plan uh, to, to scare her into falling for yeah young like she Sheldon? was she was supposed to, like they fake the friend's death which is crazy and uh, it but the babysitter figures out is that your friend and then so it's like oh all of this was fake and of course the babysitter's furious because she thinks that she witnessed a murder. And so she's like, I'm calling your parents right now. And so he knocks her the fuck out, which was crazy. It was, I hated that being the first move to like try to make me go, ooh, he's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. And this movie was trying, and we'll talk more about it, but they were trying to make him a fun, likable sociopath. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I well, don't know. Yeah. Like he, but, but it. And that first movie was like, you just hit this woman and knocked her downstairs. Yeah, you could have killed her. And this is supposed to be someone you're in love with? Yeah. And she's tied to a chair. And then, like, they they reveal their weird, creepy plan. Well, his creepy plan. The friend weirdly... He's very passive. He's very passive, and he doesn't seem to be in on the plan either. Yeah. But then they kind of sort of molest the babysitter which is torture it fucking he fills her up it's it's like torture to watch this poor woman and um it's it goes on too long and it's revealed that he invited her boyfriends over to get rid of them yeah and i'm like to kill them and like it is gonna it's like and they kept trying so hard to make him likable. It wasn't and everything working. Everything they did was like, that's not fun. That's not, you're making him worse. Yeah. You're making him far worse. Yeah. It, um, was, it wasn't charming. It was just like, I want this to end. Oh, I wanted it to end so It reminded bad. me of the movie Funny Games, which is torture. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that movie either. God, this movie, and then they had us end where like, in the end, in a very unsatisfying way to first off is like he pretty much he stabs the main girl in the neck and he's like made this whole plan like I'm gonna make it look like I've been sleeping through all of this yeah and it, and as he's about to make his final just like move into moving into his bedroom his parents right before they arrive he's like on the roof almost getting caught and they're yeah. like and they even are filming it like they're feeling like, oh, I've already, like, assuming that I've enjoyed everything before. Yeah. And I'm on si- the side of this guy that is just a future rapist. Yeah. Um, it's like, we're not rooting for the killer. No, we're not rooting. You did not. He, yeah, he kills everyone. He killed everyone for no, for a very his re- also shallow the, reason. Yeah, it, it wasn't clear what he wanted either. Because a, a couple of times they even asked him, like, what do you want to happen here? Yeah. And that's not good. 
Mm-hmm. And then, so he thinks he got away with it. Yeah. And then it revealed that the, the, the girl put duct tape over her wound in the neck, survived, and she gives him the bird as he's getting in the ambulance. Yeah. So it's supposed to be this, like, really kind of unsatisfactory, like, oh, our killer actually lost. Yeah. But then they do this weird thing where they do, like, uh, a post-credits yeah. reveal where he turns around and says to the mom, like, I really care about so-and-so, whatever the girl's name was. Can we go to the hospital? And then it ends. And you're like, great. I already hated that guy. And then you're making it seem like he's going to win yeah. again? Yeah, like they might as well have shown her going in the ambulance, flipping the bird, and then shown the ambulance crash. <laughs> yeah. That would have been more satisfying. Like, it's like, holy, oh, all right. Yeah. I oh, mean, fuck. okay. <laughs> Don't place your bets. And I was just disappointed because a lot of like... I rarely re- read reviews, but I wanted to know what people thought of this. And it had like a pretty like 70 or higher rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, what the fuck? I think not that many people just saw, saw it. Yeah, that must have been it. And then the reviews I said were like, this is fun. And like, you're going to, it's not what you expect. And one of them was like, this deals with toxic masculinity. Like they were presenting it like this was like calling light to like things and mm-hmm. like subverting stuff to like commentary to a point of commentary it was was like it was trying to but all it did was do those things yeah it didn't have like a way of like we're actually going to show what's bad about these it just did them by doing the bad act Mm -hmm. putting the bad act in your thing doesn't mean like see we're talking about it by doing it yeah and it didn't really have a comment because i remember no comment on yeah i was watching and i'm like okay so there's there's definitely a message about uh, masculinity here and I'm like but what is it what what is it there was none it was just yeah. see it's, it's a problem it yeah. exists yeah. see how fun it is if we watch a toxic masculine um, future rapist like kill people yeah and, even, and then you pointed out like even the boy the one boyfriend that he smashes does a home alone too by smashing his head mm-hmm. um, which would be fun in a movie that's like would have just been somebody like saving themselves from intruders. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, we're going to do a fucking violent version of home alone and have fun. Yeah. But this was pretty much just a guy that was like, that boyfriend was super aggressive too. First. Yeah. All the boyfriends. Yeah. All the boyfriends are like fucking crazy. Like one of them bursts, basically breaks in. Yeah. And even, even though he has flowers, (laughs) doesn't make it not a break in. Yeah, and he <laughs> like he eats food that he finds, and he's like calling her name, and the kids being like, "Dude, she doesn't want to see you." And he's like, Pfft. and he literally shoves him aside. And I'm like, "The fuck is wrong with you? You're breaking into a stranger's house yeah. to see your girlfriend who's not talking to you. What the fuck is wrong with you?" Yeah. And I'm like, "You want him to die?" Mm-hmm. And then he takes a hard turn, and all of a sudden becomes a a nice guy after they get captured. Yeah. It's- it's super dumb. The other one just seems like like a weird broy loser. Yeah, and then they invite her ex, who seems like a like a hardcore broy loser, and I, it makes me like like the, it made me think like the girl like why the fuck was she dating this guy? That doesn't really make sense. And I was like, is that the commentary you're going for? Like, I don't get like why do you think by killing those two characters, those kind of men off in a movie, you're, mm-hmm. that's your a way of commentary? Yeah, because and if so, like. They did a weird job of justifying it because the the boyfriend, he took a turn towards the end, 
like a nice turn, but yeah. even still. And then, yeah, so I don't understand what the message was. And I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think it just got muddled. It got really muddled. It could have been a fun movie. And there was a really bad gay joke too at the beginning. If you remember, with oh, the it's, dad it's, of the that was it's weird. One of the weirdest, it was like the worst things ever. Where the wife accuses because the husband. I thought it was like just a cool trait to have a dad that's like really obsessed with Christmas. I'm like, that's yeah, fun. That's a yeah. fun. That's a fun trait to give. Yeah, a character. and it has that one famous actor who plays Putty. Yeah, I cannot think of his name. I only will call him Putty. For he the plays rest of Joe movie. on Family Guy. And um, yeah, and having him as the dad that's really into Christmas, I'm like, that's okay. That's a funny juxtaposition. Like he, the wife gives him shit because he's wearing like um, festive ties. Yeah, but her reason for it is so not funny and just it's such like a joke from like back when we weren't like a like a, a little just where we are in this time. Was, she straight up is like. You swear you didn't fucking you didn't suck you've never sucked a cock uh, and you're like oh yeah it's weird that a mom would say that to a dad it was just like such like so you guys are in a hateful relationship what the fuck is going on yeah and That's, it's weird so I think it might have been you said it was like they're just trying for that Seth Rogen humor and they don't get what Seth Rogen does actually yeah <laughs> like they're trying to be like. You know how I know you're gay, but I'm like, nope, nope, nope. There's a whole different dynamic established there. They were not husband and wife. Yes, of a kid, and it wasn't a hateful accusatory thing. Yeah, no, they were literally playing video games as they were saying it to each other. There was, yeah. uh, there's like this whole level of love that Seth Rogen brings with his bro humor that I, a lot of people miss, and it just comes across as bully. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So I would never want. I will like. We haven't rated these, but that one I just I never uh, uh, deep deep once. I yeah. just want to. Uh, I think Joan's right. Better not watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. What's the next one? Krampus. I fucking thought Krampus was so fun. It Isn't was so it great? Well done. Isn't it great? Yes, it's such a fun. This was like we just came from a, a holiday theme one that was just dumb as fuck. Mm-hmm. This was such a cool, fun. Like holiday themed, like scary movie. I fucking yeah. loved it. I thought yes. it was so fun. Yes, I thought it was a great cast. Yeah, the direction, the the. Im- I realized it was the guy that did Trick or Treat, which is actually a decent movie too. Ooh, you ever seen Trick or Treat? I have not. Watch it. It's a good like, <laughs> cool like Halloween like yeah. horror like it's it's a movie that's like an anthology. There's little short like yeah. little pieces that connect maybe at the end. I can't remember how, but okay. There's a. There's some good stuff in that movie. I think you'll really like watch Trick or Treat. Okay. But uh, Krampus, God, I thought it was so fun. It's, Such a simple yeah. idea, and then brought to to great a great cast, great cast, and it was so well executed. Yes, very well executed. Like the because like the lore of Krampus is appealing enough, but then they take it and they add stuff to it. But the stuff works. Yeah. Like killer gingerbread man, super fun and silly. And I would say the only part that the only part that, of their little henchmen were some of the toys in the the attic were a little corny for me. Like the robot, I was like, I don't need that. But I still had fun with it. It didn't ruin the movie for me. That, that giant worm, giant worm was awesome because it was just creepy as fuck. That it was, was that, like so a, upsetting. Geez, it was a jack in the box thing. Yeah, like I felt like when it went from that to the weird angel. Seemed a little off theme, and uh-huh. then the robot just seemed off theme. Where those were like sort of older, 
like Christmas sort of uh, yeah. images. Yeah. It felt like the robot was out of place. Oh. Robot was like, can I come along? <laughs> I'm trying to remember the toys. It felt but I 80s, ju- whereas the other things felt like ancient. I just, I, I, I really enjoyed Krampus. Uh, I'm saying this with absolute love for this movie and how much fun I had watching it. I don't remember the robot part, but I. It's d- just one of the like creatures in the, in the attic when they're I, trying I, to find. I am nothing. like scarred by that giant worm. The teddy bear. Oh yeah, that giant worm is creepy as fuck. Yeah, swallowing the girl. Um, it, it's. I f- don't think hmm? the design of Krampus. Is fucking awesome. Yeah, the the Krampus looked great. They made him look ancient, but also dark and scary. He didn't look too CGI. I think he most he, he looked practical to me. Yeah, he his facial his face didn't move very much. Yeah, I like that. I I hate CGI, or I hate CGI you can spot. Well, I think it's CGI that's either like it feels rushed or just like. A, a second thought mm-hmm. versus like we're really going to put time into it. Yes. Because I was talking recently about that, about how like I can't say I hate all CGI because there's movies that have CGI that I'm not aware of. Yeah, if there's you can big, notice it, I hate it. Yeah, because like Star Wars, which I'm a huge fan of, I think the fucking character that Lupita, oh, I can't think of her, Nagon or whatever. Nagon. Oh, yeah, you don't recognize her at all. Yeah, but she's completely a CGI character in that movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a good... They took their time to make sure that we would be okay with that CGI character. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. Some people don't hate it. You clearly don't. I mean, you clearly hate it. <laughs> Wait, CGI or just that, that character? That character. Eh, I, eh, I would have been nice to see her face. <laughs> I think they designed her before they cast her. Uh, okay. I don't think they cast Lupita and went... We need to make you. We need to make you CGI. Yeah, you're character. probably right. They cast. You're probably They created that character, right. and then they hired Lupita to be the voice in the in the in the motion capture. Because I remember it. looking for her in the movie, and I'm like, she better not be that monster we just saw. She was. <laughs> okay. But come on, she's got fucking Black Panther coming. Can't wait. Um. Uh. Yeah, Krampus, Krampus was fucking was fun. awesome. I did hate the part where he, a little bit, where he went back and tried to change his mind, and then got. Into the purgatory, it just felt like the movie. The third, it made a weird like it slowed down for me when he's like, "I want to take it all back." Mm-hmm. That movie, that part was just like, yeah, I just wished he would have just doomed you from the beginning. Mm. It slowed down for me because I was having so much fun and the pace just sort yeah. of came to a halt for a moment. Yeah, but I guess that's the way they wanted to surprise us. Yeah, but I liked the end. They were in weird purg- purgatory and they mm-hmm. were in a fucking uh, snow globe. That's fun. Yeah, I thought Krampus was great. I thought it was super, super fun. Yeah. Simply again, that design of Krampus, I can't get over. I think he looks so good. Um, should we move on to yeah. Scanners? Scanners. I have not seen this movie until after I've recommended it to you. Oh, really? Yeah, because I just this is gonna sound stupid, but I thought it would be great based on the the, the movie, cover. Yeah, the movie poster. <laughs> Where he's like, ah! I'm like, this looks promising. I think it's funny that. That movie, it, the, they used the last scene of the movie for the cover. Yeah, because I was, I, ca- I, remember, I remember keep, I saw clips from it and like, I was like, well, so when did this happen? <laughs> yeah, it's so late in the movie. And it's, uh, well, here's, here's a, here's a sign of how I felt. Like I, I was watching the movie 
and um, I was doing other stuff while I was watching, which I, is not good, but yeah. that's me. And then I had to stop what I was doing to watch it because I was like, it got so engrossed. Yeah, it has a cool world. It's. I think it has a. It great, draws you in. Yeah, I think uh, I really liked it for certain elements, and then there's an element of that feels dated a bit. Yeah, and I read a little bit briefly on how Cronenberg said this movie apparently was hell to make. Oh, I imagine. Because he, and a lot of it was like they were writing it as they went or something, and it was like low budget things were just in the, in the way. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I don't know. And it was like, uh, yeah, it's just, I really liked the world a lot. Um, I liked the world. The first explosion of the head is really well done. Yeah, it's so iconic. Like, I've seen that in a GIF before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting to establish, and it's not crystal clear who you can trust right away. Oh, for sure. And then there's, like, different levels of scanners, and, like, it kind of reminded me of old episodes of The Twilight Zone, where they were limited with their special effects, but you were so drawn into the story, you're like, oh, I could look past it. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. I can see that totally. Um, I liked there were some cool scenes that were really well done. I like the scene when he goes and meets that artist that's a scanner. Yeah, and they have that whole scene that's inside of a giant head. Yeah, which is so super visually just cool storytelling for mm-hmm. this movie that's about mind readers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a cool scene. Mm-hmm. It sort of just started to slow down for me because like there's some bad acting in this movie. Yeah, I mean, the main, the main guy, guy is I, super hard, I thought, to watch. Yeah, he also... Unattra- the villain, what? Go ahead. He, he was unattractive. Yeah, he wasn't a good leading man. I remember thinking, like... Uh, looked at, like, their skin looked weird, too. Everyone had Tommy Lee Jones skin, which is so... <laughs> I was like, was this just okay back then? I guess Tommy Lee Jones No, because that was my first thought, like... That's not even a thing I normally think about, but when I was texting you about it, I was like, did they have to have bad skin? Like, what yeah. the fuck, bro? It looked awful. All their skin looked awful in this movie. Like, I, like really bad. And I'm just like, they must have just not cared back then. I guess not. Or it's just maybe it's another budget cut. They have to, like, pick and choose, I guess. Maybe. It is. It's really weird, that, that part of this movie, is that, that visually... I'm trying to remember. I really like. I mean, I thought the movie's story had a cool story. It just like it was a really slow burn in the middle of it, rather than like. Yeah, there was a bit of a lag the, in the, the middle. The slow burn came at the wrong time in this movie. It also, but I mean, it it had very compelling storytelling, uh, interesting female characters, and what were the main? Uh, it was the one girl that one, was a the, scanner. There's a girl that's a scanner, and then there was was there another one? I feel like there was only one. There was only one, but she was like interesting. Yeah, she, she was, was like she, she had, had her own point of view. She had agency, and I like how there's different levels of scanners. I think I said that already, but like it's it the like because you know how sometimes when oh, you're watching a movie that's trying to construct a world, uh-huh. and it just feels stupid. Yeah. The first example that comes to my mind is um, 
Gangs of New York when you when uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's voiceover is like she's what you call a turtle dove a turtle dove will rob you blind I'm like I remember, ah. I remember thinking shut up <laughs> shut up <laughs> and that was a real world do that's what's funny yeah but it's just the way they delivered it yeah. just being like oh, she was a turtle dove now a turtle uh, and he was the one of the forty thieves and I'm like oh god yeah, <laughs> yeah just you know what sit down let Daniel Day Lewis do yeah let Daniel Day Lewis do it he's got the accent down that's funny but this one i was like yeah yeah this all makes sense different levels of scanners okay i don't know why i think it's i don't know if it's the way they presented it no i can see that mm-hmm. i like the espionage aspect of this of this world yeah because it makes two, sense two companies trying to outdo each other yeah because yeah, it totally made sense because like when it answers like the writing was like it answered questions that you would have it's like well if there were people out there that could read thoughts Hell yeah, the government would be after them. Companies would be after them. And they would want to control them. Yeah. And And if one of them went rogue, that'd be super dangerous. But then he wasn't. He was working for another company. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like the look, though, of the villain. The the, um, Deccan or something with a D. Mm -hmm. I liked his look. That guy has like a very like... Stand, his face just stands out. Oh, it's yeah. such a perfect face for a villain. Oh, yeah. Like, he could only play a villain. Yeah, it was so good. And then, like, they have that weird mind battle at the end. That was... That scene is, like... I That scene I thought was awesome. Mm-hmm. It just... For me, I was so... I was just so having a heart... I had to wait through such that middle burner that was adding information, but it was just so slow in the middle. Mm-hmm. That to get there, I was like, that was a long walk to get here. It was just like, also like the the origin of scanners was fascinating too. What was it again? It was like, uh, weren't women being injected with something? Yeah. That's because, well, scanners originally were normal, right? Yeah. So then they found out they could make scanners by injecting them with that, that, uh. Well, I thought, I thought it was, yeah, they were, it? I think they're, they're born as scanners because the mothers were normal but got injected with something. I think you're right. I just thought maybe some of them were natural and then they were like realized they could make them that way. Maybe oh, that was oh, an oh, act- oh yeah, some are natural but some got made that way. And when, then they were that yeah. was the whole thing was they were going to yeah. manufacture that liquid and yeah. so they can make an army of scanners. Yeah. And that was his brother. Were they brothers, right? Yeah, it turns they out brothers. They, yeah, they didn't know they were brothers but they well, one of them did. Yeah. The villain knew they were, right? Yes. And um and he was going to make an army. Yes. And then they have their little mind battle. And then uh-huh. that image, by the way, when she walks in, his body's just fucking like just melted. Uh-huh. And then he takes over his brother's body. Uh-huh. Kind of disappointing. What if you weren't into his, the, the look? For her sake, I'd be like, cool that you're alive, but I physically am not attracted to you now. I, I mean, but <laughs> what he, are the repercussions of that? But it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interest, It's an interesting choice, though. Oh, 100%. I comedically just want to know what she thinks. Oh, no, that'd be a nightmare. That'd be a goddamn nightmare. It's one of those things you don't think about, but you later find out ruined a marriage. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just does no longer has the body I fell in love well, with. Well, also, you have the face of someone that tried to kill me several times. Yes. That's traumatic. But I think it was a very interesting choice mm-hmm. and visually done well. Mm-hmm. I told you via text that I think this movie, I would love to see a remake. And I rarely, and I rarely like remakes. After watching it, I I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, I also get why you would want that. And I, I it can only I want it in the right hands, a good writer and a good filmmaker that can like 
take what's good about this yeah and like modernize it oh yeah but not overcomplicate it just modernize it so you can go a little further with the world because it's such a cool fucking world it's a cool world but and it doesn't have to be like you don't need cgi you can just do a new like film ways of like showing they can control people mm-hmm. I, I i don't know I, yeah. I want more of the scanners world there are sequels as you said yeah that i don't think cronenberg is attached to yeah i don't think so it didn't look like online yeah there's like know. there's like two Maybe and three or something if i in my old age become a a, a good director i'll <laughs> I'm gonna I'll, do scanners, I'll, I'll try to everybody. i would fucking sit down i'm gonna do scanners <laughs> i think there's a director probably right now that could do it well i'm sure there's a couple people with it just like it's sitting on the back burner They're like on. when we're ready like it follows director you can make a cool scanners right yeah I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people aren't already battling it out. Trying to get it out, yeah. Yeah. I just hope the right hand. I mean, get the movie's a classic. Exactly. Um, next, what was next? Creep. Uh, did you, well, you didn't watch it, I right? didn't watch it. We'll keep it brief. Creep is fucking garbage in my mind. And I was very disappointed in it. Um, Duplasses? Yeah, it's a Duplass performance in produced. I just, I don't think they brought anything new to the table other than we're going to do our style of like found footage found footage and acting mm-hmm. and like and not even the found footage it's more like <laughs> just the, that indie it was like this is an indie movie it was like you asked me we were talking about it um, in line waiting for a movie which, which we will talk about briefly next mm-hmm. um, about like was it like Donald cried and I'm like yeah that's what it felt like. It was like Donald cried, but this time it's about a guy that like cre- like has people over and then eventually kills them. And then it, uh, I just don't think it brought too much new to the table. That's such a shame. And like maybe people disagree with me, but I just and it had that acting style where I'm like, your pauses don't make this more real. Mm-hmm. Don't help your performance. Mm-mm. They just seem to be like, you're putting pauses in for pauses sake. It's self-indulgent. There's, yeah, there's no thought behind why there's a pause here. Mm-hmm. Or like, and, and one big thing that just fucking bothered me was it's about a guy that gets hired by another guy to like come and film at his house. And it starts to get creeping. There's reveals of like, he's not who he is. And then he leaves but then he keeps contacting him and it like unravels. He eventually calls the cops and the cops are like, we can't do anything. One that just felt a little unrealistic. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, people register stalkers all the time. Yeah. Women can get a lot like stalker, like such. So it's like, that didn't feel real. Cause I was like, there's gotta be ways that if someone keeps bothering you, that police will actually show up. Yeah. If people start sending you stuff unwanted, I feel like there's ways to be like, I need this to stop and the authorities can help me. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm wrong. Yeah. And also, it felt like, did this guy live on an island by himself? Because he never called a friend or a family member in the movie to be like, this thing's fucking happening. Because I feel like that's what I would do. Yeah. I'd be like, how? What should I do? Mm-hmm. He only talks to the camera we're supposed to be watching. And I was like, this makes no fucking sense. Call somebody. Yeah. Call a fucking friend or a family member. You fucking insane, lonely man. I don't know. <laughs> Dave's so mad. It's hilarious. I just didn't like it. <laughs> There's so many fake bullshit jumps of like Duplass constantly going, hey, and like scaring the character. Uh-huh. And they happen too much. And you're just like, how long are you going to do this for? Mm-hmm. This is dumb. It's like after a while, you know, you're scaring someone. Yeah. 
but I didn't like it. I thought it was pretty much a waste of my time. Uh, let's go on to something we did like. Oh, I was, this is such a pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise to come after one a movie I hated and two after we watched one another movie we saw in the theater like it and better watch out. But this one was actually like we'd seen one we hated. This one was the one we absolutely loved. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. Like it just came out this past last weekend when this Friday we it came out this. Friday the thirteenth, but we got to see it earlier at a screening for at the LA Film School. Yeah, it's a guy named Jeff Goldsmith who does uh, his I think his backstory, I think is his magazine. Uh, I, you're asking the wrong person. Well I'm just I'm I'm like subscribed to his mailing list but because mm-hmm. um, I used to it's a guy I used to he used to be the editor mm-hmm. for creative screenwriting mm-hmm. when, I, when I lived in Utah I subscribed to that and read all those and he was and then he moved on and did start doing his own thing with another mag, online magazine plus these Q&A's mm-hmm. his podcast you yeah. can listen to the Q&A on it but um, this movie was so fucking fun yes it because people are like oh it's like Groundhog's Day but scary I'm like no it's like Groundhog's Day meets Mean Girls and is scary. It's fantastic. It's so funny. Can we address, like, I've seen people, like, I saw even an article on a website that I really like, I think Slash Film, about how, like, other movies that are ripping off Groundhog Day, and I'm like, why is that a, like, why are you calling that a ripoff? A ripoff would be if you did, like, a movie about it, just a guy stuck in one day trying to, like, overcome his, like, um, his change mm-hmm. whereas like this is just saying I'm gonna like you said just take the, this one part of Groundhog Day and put it in another genre yes I don't consider it a full ripoff at no. all and if anything using that device of the Groundhog Day thing makes more sense in this one and has more agency because she has to figure out who is killing her so fun and I weirdly I like how she didn't remember she didn't realize it that it was happening right away yeah because, it took her a minute. Yeah, it took her a while. Because the thing is, like, you would think, like, when she got killed the first time, she's going to wake up being like, ah, someone's going to kill me. But it takes her a while to even realize what's happening and to remember that someone killed her. Yeah, I think it's like a, it would be natural. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't trust your own brain for a minute. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, no way. That, that was that. a dream. Yeah. And the, the main character... She was so likable. Even and when you even, first even, meet her, even she's when she, mean as fuck. Yeah, she's super shitty in the beginning, but she's such a good actress. She's so well written that you're like, ah, but I'm still gonna watch you. Yeah, I still want to see what's gonna happen. Like, yeah, I'll follow you around. Yeah, because she was shitty to people, but I'm like, oh, I'm still gonna watch. It's so entertaining when you are. <laughs> yeah, and um, there's she lives in a sorority house, and they play on all the tropes of college life but in a fun way there's even a rape joke which like was handled beautifully yeah and connie even straight up asked the director or q a for this I movie think, i think my question might have been confusing though um because i asked like there's a part where it looks like she's about to be raped and then someone walks in it's like a a, a, a frat guy she's actually being attacked by the, the yeah killer. she's actually being attacked by the killer and she's trying to get him off of her because he has a knife or whatever and um a bro walks in and she, drunk and, and, and yeah and she's like screaming for help and he thinks that she's about to be raped and he, and he just cheers and walks out and she's like you fucking asshole and um it's clearly um it's, my- it's a commentary on that that culture. Yes. Yes. It shows you, look, you could have, but you don't because of you think... You, you think you, it's cool. You think it's cool. 
And that's unlike a movie we saw before this that didn't mm-hmm. know how to put a choice. And this guy did make a conscious choice to put a commentary. Like, I think part of me just wasn't sure what I saw. So I asked to make sure. Like, I thought that was great that you asked. And yeah, he and the director was like, yeah, there's there's a thing going on in our culture and we need to draw attention to it. Uh did he also say that they didn't want him to put that in there? Yeah, I think they didn't. Because there was something... Uh, this director I absolutely like now a lot mm-hmm. after this Q&A. Because um, there was a lot of crazy shit that, that he's so like... So much this, stuff was so carefully done. Yeah, and the studio wanted like... It was okay if... The funniest thing that he told us was... There's a line in the movie where... This girl's like, oh, you were like sleeping with another... Like, you came from, like, sleeping with a guy. Yeah. And she's, like, she calls her a whore, I think? Yeah. Like, she calls her, she's, like, oh, 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 oh uh, make, uh, we don't want people to think you're a slut. Yeah, slut. But the line. The original line was. Uh, um, make sure you get a shot so you don't get VD or something like that. And apparently the MPAA was, like. No, you can't talk about STDs. Yeah. But they're totally fine with another woman calling another woman a slut. Yeah. So there's like, it's really tell This conversation with the director was like very telling about our culture. Yeah. It was like anytime you said anything sexual, it's like, no, 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 no. But it's okay for her to get called a whore yeah. a bunch. We're fine with you shame women. But let's not actively like positively have a uh, talk about things that well also like this movie was rated pg-13 i didn't know i didn't realize that until afterwards and i was like oh yeah there's no nudity none but yeah the the movie was made so carefully like um he said it was shot in sequence yeah for the most part and that's a crazy choice considering it repeats yeah Yeah, he's like the sensible thing would have been like because she wakes up like 12 times because the days keep starting over it would have made sense to shoot all those scenes in that location but no they shot him in sequence with the story because to make it easier for the actor and because they want to change things each time a little bit yeah and i'm like that's such a that's someone that cares about what they're doing Mm -hmm. and it's just uh I, I loved it. I loved it too. I thought it was it was just so fun. Mm-hmm. It just did. It, it brought in a lot of elements from other movies, mm-hmm. and it was like I'm gonna. You can tell like, like oh, I loved this, but I'm. It's just like a new way of like not even a new way, but just uh, like saying like this mask from like clearly and they clearly the mask of the killer wears in this was designed by the same person that designed the mask from Scream. Mm. So you can clearly tell that like the way the killer moves about is sort of influenced by Scream. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, you just, he just brought such cool new elements to what can be just a repetitive, I personally think the slash film can get just repetitive. Yeah. What people try to up is just like the violence versus like the the storytelling that can be within Yeah, it. they try to make it gorier, but with this, they made it fun and her, because the thing is, like, since it is a Groundhog's Day thing, she has to re-examine her life, mm-hmm. and watching her do that is so much fun. Yeah. Because she's looking at stuff with new eyes, being like, oh, and she's, she's like, taking a hard look at everyone in her life and all of her choices, and it's just, it's fun to watch a character grow, and she's funny, and um, her the people she interacts with are funny. Because normally, like in horror movies, everyone's horrible to each other. In this, it's fun to watch because yeah. they're funny. Like there's so many the the head sorority girl has so many funny lines. Yeah, like there's a line where this doesn't really spoil anything. Where she was like, "You tried to kill her with a cupcake." 
that's kind of a spoiler. I'm that sorry. is kind of a spoiler. Uh, <laughs> I hope I, you know what? I hope that I think that movie's good enough. That who cares? There's no way you could botch that line oh, if you're but, really into that movie. But she was just like, how it's, stupid are you? We don't eat cupcakes. Yeah, there's just so many. It's a great character choice. It's well written. I This is like, I love spoiling on this podcast because we can just really, but like, that's a movie I just want to encourage people to go see. Yeah, it's so fun. It's I, right I would watch now. it again. It's so fun. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Everybody should see it. I definitely will give it. Um, I would see it multiple times. Doesn't mean yeah. I'm going to pay it because it's because I don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if I, that was on I, Netflix, yeah. I'd watch it again. I've, I've I'd watch recommend- it with friends. Yeah, I've been recommending to everyone I know. Yeah. It was just, it's so watchable. So watchable. I hope yeah. that, at, I hope we, here's something I just want to mention. Like, I hope that main lead actress mm-hmm. gets more roles. Yeah. And I hope that we can move, because, this has been a problem in Hollywood that no one like people talk about, but it's really not talked about mm-hmm. that. Like you see tons of lead actors that are moving forward. There's exceptions to this, like the Kate Blanchett's, the Kate Winslet's, mm-hmm. but we need more like pillar, like women, mm-hmm. like especially coming up like new generations, like you get yeah. Jennifer Lawrence's, but like, I want this woman to be one. Yeah. She, she was, was really so good. good. She was really good in this. Maybe I'm speaking that there are pillar women. What the fuck am I talking about? But, uh, you you, you want her want to do more. good. You want her to do I well. I do. I just want her. I thought she was so. I, I hope the director gets more stuff. From I this. do too. I mean, he's working with Blumhouse. Mm. I bet they'll do stuff. Like he's had an interesting career, but yeah, you just like when something good happens, like you want more of it. Yeah. If you uh, if you see the movie, go and listen to the uh, the Q and A. Uh, with Jeff Goldsmith, listen to the interview with the director of Happy Death Day. Definitely worth your time. Um, what was after that? Creep show. Creep show. I watched this during the day because I had to make up because I couldn't watch it the night before. Super fun movie. Dated. Some of them are really fun. Some of them are really dumb. It's uh, it's an anthology yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it might have been the first anthology movie of the of horror. Oh really? I you'd have to double check me on these because I watched other ones last year, uh-huh. but weren't Creep Show. This one was, I loved, I did to find out this one was directed by George Romero. Which really? Was, yeah. And writ, all written by Stephen King. Or Yeah. He is in one of the sequences that he's terrible in, and it's a dumb fucking storyline. Well, it is Even Stephen though you King. do watch him shoot himself in the head as a plant man covered <laughs> in plants. Um, the best one. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think. Do you remember which one's the stories? They're kind of they're weak. They're a little weak because the f- and it could just be because they're they're trying to make up for time. Mm-hmm. And Stephen King doesn't seem like the best guy to be writing sh- probably um, screenplay anyway. This is a little embarrassing, but I'm realizing now that I haven't seen Creepshow. <laughs> and that's fine. I, I've seen Creepshow too. I have oh, not seen the original. Funny. Uh, you should watch Creepshow. It's, yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah, because it's campy. Yeah, there is. The second it, ones can't be too. It, if anything, I really like the one with Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson. I'm looking at that screenshot now. And Ted, that, Ted Danson's buried in the sand. Yeah, it's about Leslie Nielsen getting revenge on uh, his like young wife and his or one young wife and his affair, a, a Ted lover or whatever. Yeah, lover. But that's a, it, that's a very common trope. I really I really liked that one. I'm trying to think of the other ones. The other ones were okay. That's not from that, I don't think. Hmm. That might be... That doesn't look like from that. That image you just showed me. She just showed me an image of a guy with creepy teeth 
smiling and dead. I, I uh, that might tell. be Fright Night, actually. Yeah, that didn't look like it was from Creep Show. Uh, I, I wish I had the time to pull up all of the storylines on Wikipedia and tell you which ones I like. Uh, since you haven't heard about it, it's fine. I enjoyed it for what it was. It's very camp. It's like, very Tales of the Crypt. Yeah, it's the. It feels like the predecessor to Tales from the Crypt. I think it was because um, the second one literally has a crypt-like character. This in has it. one too that comes because. Oh, there's a character at the beginning of this to establish where all the stories are coming from. Uh-huh. It's a dad yelling at his son for reading comic book creep show, <laughs> and he's so he's like a drunk, and clearly you could tell he beats his wife because his wife is like scared to tell him not to yell at him. Oh god! And you're just like, oh, he gets his he ends up dying at the yeah, end, but yeah. by the son's hand. But it's insane how abusive the dad the dad is at the top of this show, oh, and shit. the comic book. He throws it away in the garbage and then it opens and that's why all these stories are coming from. Okay. And the character from the cover is like a, that guy's outside the kid's window and he's all, yes, the kid's all happy he's there because he's oh, okay. going to help him kill his dad or whatever. Holy shit. Because he pretty much shit. says, like, I hope my dad goes to hell. Uh, the second one, it starts off with a kid just waiting for comics and the guy's like, you want your stories, don't you? Uh, <laughs> and then that's it. That's hysterical. Uh, so short. Yeah, as it's definitely to worth watching. And again, I, I get the other ones. I, I, some of them I just can't remember. You, you might have seen the better one, but Leslie Nielsen one is the best one. I would watch it just for Leslie Nielsen, and he's playing completely straight man, and he's good. Like he's just like a good like. You're like, oh yeah, you were good. You were actor. an actor before you became Naked Gun. <laughs> I, yeah. I want to watch it now. I feel cool. dumb. And I think the next two are the ones we have Insidious to and Insidious 2. Right, the, the, because, other, the other two yeah. you still need to see. So these are the last ones I've watched mm-hmm. up to this point before I watch one tonight. Um, what did you think? So Insidious 1, I'm going to say this. I love... This movie was actually... Gave me the creeps. Like, it was Isn't scary. it great? It was scaring me. Uh, like, while watching it, I was like, I am... Uh, like, it makes you very scared throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a lot of use of camera. Oh, yeah. I love all the wide shot. Like, there's so many wide shots because it's like you have this full frame with multiple things. And it's like giving you too many options yeah. of where something could come from. And you're like, I'm seeing everything in this room. Now I don't know where anything's going to come from. Yeah. And it's very cool. They made this tone very well yeah. to creep you out. There's a lot of good, like, just weird things in the corner of your eye in the frame. Yeah. Like there's that when they move the houses there's a cool part where she's putting away garbage and the kid's just on the wall. Yeah. Before he starts dancing. Oh yeah you spotted that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. Stuff like that's really good in this movie. Yes. Um yeah, like just little like it's mo- so, it's so good at filling you with dread and yeah, filling with dread. But also like jump moments didn't they never had like a real false jump moment. They just had moments that made you just actually jump because you're like the gear along the ride with the character. I think mm-hmm. like with the mom Renee, Renee, I believe, or I think it's Renee or something. But Rose Burns character, yeah. Like there's a moment where they are uh, that. The ghost shows up in the crib. The, she goes to get the baby, and it's like standing behind the sh- like the. Yes, yes. And she's like freaks out because he's down dealing with the front door. Yeah. And then that part is like a great jump moment, but it's not like those false jumps. It's that I'm jumping with Rose. I'm going fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like that thing's there. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, those were great. Here's the thing. 
I really liked. I really liked the music of Insidious. Oh, I forgot. It it's very music. like abrupt, especially the cr- opening credits. Yeah. It just says Insidious. Yeah. Well, that first image of the movie where it shows the lady and uh, the bride in black. Yeah. Is really cool to set up the tone for the movie uh-huh. before the credits. Um, but uh, they bring in the oh, and there's great moments with the the, the side characters that are the uh, ghost hunters. Oh, they're great. So there's a lot of like cool stuff they're bringing them in, and they show ghosts through them, and mm-hmm. they're like dealing with the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the mythology of it. Mm-hmm. Like I like this idea that like ghosts, ju- these are trying to come back and take over a body. Mm-hmm. Now I like the idea of the demon. Okay. I like the idea of the demon. Okay, hear me out. When Elise, the woman, the older woman that can help them comes, yeah, yeah. and she sees it, and they paint the picture of it, it's like that's fucking. That looks fucking terrifying. Okay. I think as soon as you saw the actual demon, he looked dumb as fuck. He oh, really oh, did the CGI. Yeah, like as soon as he got, so when they went into the further, mm-hmm. they call it in the movie, which is like they really didn't make it clear. To be honest, it's like which, they're under not underworld. It's like in Stranger Things when they go to yeah, it feels like that, but they just didn't the upside make, down. Yeah, but they just didn't make it very clear. It yeah. was just like at least going. I call it the further. There you go. They could have made it a little clear. Were they stuck there? What was going on? But I like that. Mm-hmm. Assumed I, they were stuck there. Yeah. But when they get into the demon's weird red room door, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and he's the kid's chained up, the son's chained up. His, yeah. His astral self. Yeah. And you actually got to see the demon. I thought he was dumb. It it ruined like the fear of it. Mm-hmm. It was just like a guy like in like a black like leotard with a tail and a red face. That's what I started to be like. I'm not scared of you. I'm scared of all the ghosts yeah. more than you. You, Your intentions are evil. You visually, I don't find you scary. <laughs> I find you kind of goofy and weird. Oh, I'm struggling to remember that And he part. like moves. I'm going to get up and do it. Listeners, you can't see this, but how I will he describe moves. it. Like he's like. <laughs> okay. And he has uh, a Dave, tail whipping Dave, behind Dave him. Dave just moved like one of the putties from Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. You nailed it. He moved like a fucking putty. There's a wide shot when he like pops out and he scares yeah, the dad. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck? And there's a CGR part where he climbs down the wall. Mm-hmm. I thought that part was very bad and dumb. And it was just like, that's not as creepy as you. That doesn't feel creepy, especially like, I don't know. Sometimes monsters, no one, I don't know. You're going to have to tell me if I'm wrong or come up with an example that I'm forgetting. Similar to Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. But as soon as, what was it, the Demogorgon? Yeah. As soon as you see him. As soon as he was in full light under fluorescent light, I was like, you look dumb as fuck. Mm. At that point, I'm like, I'm scared of you because I don't know really how to deal with you. But I'm not scared of you. Like, even if I was one of those kids, I'm like, I can physically see you, so I I can fight you now. Whereas before, you're like, I'm unsure of your full form, really. Yeah, I think that was the scariest part. Yeah, where you're sort of, there's a mystery to you. Right? Yeah. Whereas you bring them, a lot of times, they bring them into full light and you're like, ugh. Yeah. That doesn't look, look, that this looks silly now. And like, we need to all acknowledge, like, we can try to beat this thing up at least, right? We can try, because look how dumb it looks. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) oh, I'm trying to, I forgot about that part from Insidious. Yeah. Whereas like a Mike Myers to me in the middle of the day is like, oh, fuck me. Yeah. That silly monster in the middle of the day, I'm like, all right, let's fucking take this thing down. It, I might die trying, but... Yeah. 
It's still a pretty good movie, though. I I enjoyed Sidious. Insidious. Yeah. I thought it was. I I agree. Uh-huh. I thought the whole. I like the reveal at the end. The weird cliffhanger of mm-hmm. uh, bringing back the Black Bride. Now let's move on to Chapter Two. Mm-hmm. Why did they choose to overcomplicate it? Because they did solve a lot in the first one. I hated the overcomplication. Why? And here's the here's the thing. I like the idea that he and Al is possessed by another ghost. Yeah. But then they just they could have just been like that. There were some things that just it was just too much on too much. Mm-hmm. Because the idea of somebody being possessed by something that wants to stay here. Yeah. Cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Plus him being a ghost. It's like. I'm trying to get everybody's attention. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's enough. There's a movie right there. Yeah. Then they add, huh, now let's add another fucking layer that not only is this ghost just want to live, but it wants, it's not really meaning to kill. It's only killing because, oh, it has a mom that's a ghost too that's telling him to kill. Which apparently is what he'd been doing since, and then kind of what I think was a cliche backstory of like I was a boy and my mom forced me to be a girl and that's bad and evil and I was just like uh it just got I think I just wish it was a black bride killer it had good scares though I I, I didn't I, I it weakened for me in a second I mean I, I I'm forgetting how complicated it was but something about the insidious movies they just they have legit scares i didn't i like the first one that second one i think the quality filmmaking went down too mm-hmm. like they they went into this found footage kind of look that's they kept, annoying they kept relying on that when they go to like like things that and then they because they overcomplicated mm-hmm. it made things become dumb to me because they find never they go they were relying on tools that then didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to figure out who this, like, oh, who this ghost is. Yeah. Right? And they're like, well, this crane part, like, they think they're talking to Elise, and Elise tells them, go to this hospital. They go yeah. to this hospital. Oh, is this Crane Parker guy? Ooh, what's this about? Mm-hmm. Let's go find out here where he lives. Then in the house, they find out, oh, we haven't been talking to Elise at all. It's been the mob. And then that makes me go backtrack and like, if you were talking to the mom, if you weren't talking to the mom, then why would the mom, like, was it Elise originally or was it always not Elise? Because they, they it's supposed to be a reveal that, like, they've all along been talking to the dead mom of the killer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, then why would the mom leave them there? Mm-hmm. Even though she wants him to keep killing. Yeah. So it's already an overcomplication. Then they find the bodies, which is a creepy room. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. But then it it just becomes convoluted and like we gotta hurry and like it's like <laughs> honestly I just wanted them to treat it a little bit real more yeah. real because yeah. if I even if I'm chasing a fucking ghost or trying to solve a mystery I find a room of bodies mm-hmm. you call people you get you like yeah let's call the police I would even buy it more if they just dealt it with it for real then they found those newspapers. Uh, clippings about the bride who dressed as black but it was just so poorly convenient where they're like those bodies had been there for probably how long now i don't 
I'm realizing I don't remember Insidious 2 as much. 20 years. They had to be, bodies had to be in this room for 20 years. They're barely, they're just like, ooh, it stinks. And they're walking around. And then one guy tries to lift a, uh, uh, one of their veils and then pukes. And it's like, no way did you walk in that movie. That room had to be god-awful, untolerable. Because mm-hmm. you had 15 dead bodies in one room? Mm-hmm. They've been sitting there for 20 years? Yeah, I think they, they would have they, deteriorated or that room is unbearable to walk into. Yeah, I think they would all just be compost by yeah, now. Yeah, like it was so, it just, things didn't add up. And then they're like, and it's all this shitty found footage now that they're like, like or like the point of view of the guy's cameras. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ooh, these dead bodies. No, no one's reacting to it realistically at all. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You find a room with fucking 15 dead bodies, you're not like, well, let's just keep looking around. <laughs> maybe, Fuck may- you. Maybe by then the adrenaline had built up and they're all like, I'll process this later. Oh, I hate Fuck you. No. <laughs> and then they walk over like, what's that truck? Open it. And then it's like, oh, the clippings of these killer that dressed up like, oh, no. And then he touches it and has a flash and he's uh-huh. like, he actually dressed up as the Black Bride. Which I thought was an overcomplication again. Like, explain to me, did he dress up as the Bride because he's trying to honor his mom? Or he's having like a psycho moment. Like the movie Psycho. Yeah. It was just a little overcomplicated to me. I was just like, what the fuck? Why couldn't, I just wanted them to explain why did that old ghost want to be in his body and go on? Like, I think that part, those, the overcomplications might have glazed over me because I was just enjoying the scares. <laughs> I thought it, the first one was kept it at least simple. Yeah. It was just like, this demon wants your son, even though other ghosts are trying to get into. I mean, the Insidious 2 is definitely a house with a second story, but like. Um, it just, I think they, and it, just, it felt like they really rushed. This chapter they, two, they, they probably did, and it's just like they overcomplicated it, mm-hmm. and, but then like smooth the edges at all. Well, I I still enjoyed it though. I like I like the idea. I like um, the actors in it for sure. Uh, I mean, I like Patrick Wilson a lot. Yeah, Westburn. I, I mean, I, I, and they had Barbara Hershey. Oh, is she the psychic? Woman? She's the mom. Oh. Oh, there's a weird thing in it. If you remember Insidious Chapter Two, mm-hmm. uh, they do a flashback to when. Oh, we have to talk about one other element that makes no fucking sense in that movie. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm sorry. You get your scares can be got to be like can be great, but I, you got it. Your story needs to make sense, or your rea- the world needs. You need to explain some of the world to me. Okay. So, uh, uh, in the flashback, there's a young version of Elise, the psychic. Yeah. But they dubbed in the actress who's the old one mm-hmm. on the young actress. It's so fucking distracting. Oh, they ADR'd that. her voice over the young actress in the actress's mouth. It's fucking so god awful distracting. I mean, I remember that part, but I wasn't that distracted by I it. Was like, I, I was I like, I think what? I might have laughed. <laughs> It's laughable. It's like, what? Why did you do that? I remember. We don't need that. <laughs> I guess it was their way of being like, you know, it's her, right? But what? I thought it was the dumbest choice to do. But it's like I do, I buy it that a person's voice has changed over an age, and I just also know as an audience member, we get it. That person represents this person. I mean, I'm a sucker for bad ADR. It's so dumb. 
It's like Goody ADR. It just doesn't. You just like that's that other lady's voice. This is not clearly not that actor's voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the big thing is, this movie apparently introduces time travel. Chapter two introduces time travel, and it makes no fucking sense. How does it introduce time so, travel? So you don't remember this? I love that you don't remember. Was this. it a twist at the end? So it goes back to the first one. It explains the night, the night where she sees the ghost of the cr- the door keeps opening. Yeah, and the alarm keeps going. Yeah, that's actually Patrick Wilson's self himself. Okay, this is where this movie got dumb as fuck. So his ghost. Okay. He's in the gloom, and then there's like a creeper ghost that goes, "He has your baby." Yeah, and they send him off to that to that time period, uh-huh. and he goes back, and that weird ghost that was in her crib is actually trying to get to her baby or something. Uh-huh. And Patrick goes in and tries to save the day, and that's who's opening the door is Patrick. He's the one pounding at the door at night. He's the one that opens the door that himself is interacting with, uh-huh. and it makes no fucking sense. So just out of nowhere, they're like, yeah, 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 it'll be cool if he goes back and that's him all along. And it's like, was that not cool? (laughs) I didn't find it cool because at least explain it to me. Like that kind of element of somebody dealing with themselves makes sense. But if you set up the rules and then I'm like, oh, fuck, like this, like those are cool moments. I guess I didn't. This was fucking insane. It was like, wait. So if your astral plane self can travel through time now? What the I, fuck? I, I guess so. I just I, wish that was a little bit like part like they just needed to make sense that to me, not just leave it like as a Yeah, okay. I think I was just I strapped myself in and uh, <laughs> And I'm just over here just whining about it. I enjoyed that part. <laughs> if it was not if it just didn't feel like it came out of nowhere and just like, yeah, this is a new rule to the world. I would have maybe liked it. I think I enjoyed it. Because I like those kind of things in movies or stories. Yeah. But that one just didn't do it. I was like, wait, what? You're a ghost now and you can fucking... Ugh. His spirit can. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know either. But I, I do like a little bit of that mythology of mm-hmm. like being able to leave your astral self and people like... There were cool elements in it. And the first one I liked. second one just didn't... I watched the second one with other people again. Mm-hmm. Second one, I'd be like, I'm leaving. I can go home and sleep or do other things. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Once for the second one. Um, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. That one, I just think they over, and then they set up to like bring back the demon. And I was like, are you really bringing back that dumb demon from the first one? I, I'm sure they justified it to a certain degree. No, it was just like, a, that was the cliffhanger at the end. It was oh. like, Elise goes, her ghost self is now hanging out with the other two uh-huh. and they go to some other girl that's in a comatose and it's the demon. You hear the sound effects of it and you're like, uh. I'm like, I was just like, eh, whatever. That demon would look dumb. <laughs> uh. But I like the astral plant, the gloom, the, the further, I keep saying the gloom, but that's from the night watch. Uh, the further, like there are cool, creepy moments in that, mm-hmm. that like Patrick Wills. I don't like it when like, here's the thing that's weird. I like when people are creeped out and they have to deal with creepy things in that world. Yeah. But when he has to, like, physically, like, have a fight scene with a ghost, uh-huh. that pulls me out of that world. Yeah, it's a little weird when they can 
punch out a ghost. Like, you remember, like, right before he enters the bread door, uh-huh. that, like, weird, like, I'm going to say he looks a little, like, he has, like, long black hair. He looks, like, almost like a Native American. I can't tell if they, it is that they cast it. I don't remember this but part. It doesn't matter. But, like, they have, like, a fucking fist fight. Like, a, like a choreographed fight. And then he pushes him out. And I was like, I'm not entertained by, in a scary movie, I'm not entertained by, like, a choreographed fight and, like, brute. I mean, if it's a between ghosts, it's a little weird. Yeah. Well, you even fighting a ghost, I'm like, oh. It's, yeah, it kind of takes you out of it because their physical rules aren't supposed to match our physical rules. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, wait, what's happening? And it's just like, even if they're on, like, they're an astral plane, but then they're like, well, we'll just fight it out. <laughs> I'm like, boring. It just, it seems boring in a scary, fun world. Mm-hmm. Like, I still enjoyed it, though. <laughs> but yeah, that was the last one I watched. Tonight is Train to Busan. Busan. Yeah, Train to Busan. Exciting. But yeah, um, that's it um, for this um, episode where we're just wrapping up the first 15 days of 31 Days to Scare Dave. Um, and once again, curated by our my co-host, your co-host. You're welcome. Uh, Connie Shin yeah thank you it's been fun um, I will catch up on those other two so we can talk about them in part two mm-hmm. um, please return uh, to find out about the rest of the movies I'll be watching for the the entirety of October um, please um, tell your friends about the podcast if you can go on to iTunes or your preferred um, podcast app and subscribe rate and review um, where can they um, stay up to date on what we're seeing, what's upcoming? Uh, you could follow us on Twitter at IWWAO, and you could follow us on Instagram also at IWWAO. <laughs> and is that is all, all yeah, social media? Snapchat, Twitter, um, Instagram, as you yeah. said. Yeah. We have a Facebook page if you're, you know, not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you can you can write, uh, you could su- uh, suggest movies, ask questions, um, provide useful commentary. Yeah, please, please, please tell us what to watch. Also, just send us questions. What do you want yeah. us to ask questions about our yeah. movie viewing experiences um, or any questions you have for us at I will watch anything once at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Me and Connie want to hear from the listeners. That would be a lot of fun. Um, but thank you again for listening. Um, and remember, if you haven't seen it once, oh my god, why am I blanking? <laughs> you can't, can't complain. complain. There we go. That's it. <laughs>
well, you're only going to get this. A request to please support all of the great shows on Boardwalk Audio Network by going to the website, boardwalkaudio.com, and clicking on the button in the top right corner that says Support Our Artists. It's right down on, on, on my page as well for the uh, podcast that me and Connie host for you. I Will Watch Anything Once, which is boardwalkaudio.com slash I Will Watch Anything Once. That big button right there in the top right says Support Our Artists. By clicking on that, it will send you to Amazon.com. Then you just got to do your normal shopping. Costs you nothing just from your purchase. We get a small kickback. So please... Help us all here at Boardwalk Audio Network bring great shows into your ears. This has been a Boardwalk Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.